At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we have got three tremendous hours for you. It's a locked and loaded show, and we're going to have a bunch of people joining me at the desk tonight. Not very often that out here at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, we get a bunch of in-studio guests, but you know what? It is the city that, in my opinion, is just always open 24-7 out here in lovely Las Vegas, so... We're going to be welcoming in, in about 15 minutes, Justin Perry, who does great work over at Shot Quality Bets. We're going to be taking a look at things with him for the Friday card and the overall landscape of college basketball. Purdue goes down on Thursday. Alabama went down on Wednesday. It is a wide-ranging landscape. Typically, he joins me on Skype. He is going to be joining me at the desk. I am very much looking forward to that. He's one of the best minds that you're going to find in college basketball. I've yet to be able to meet him in person. So that's coming your way in about 15 minutes. Hour number two, it is going to be locked and loaded. Sean Green and Ryan Kramer, the two guys from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, they're joining me in studio. You thought that the football season was done? Well, there's one football season which it's just getting started. We're going to be taking a look at the XFL, taking it through just some of the things that make the XFL a little bit different from the NFL, some of the notable players to take a look at, and ways to be able to bet it because we have seen, shall we say, ancillary football leagues start up, and typically it's led to a lot of unders early on. We shall see if this league is going to be following in the footsteps, and if you actually look at the rosters, I would argue that this is the best of the non-NFL leagues that has come about in quite some time. It's not quite on par with the USFL by the stretch of the imagination, but should be interesting to watch those guys. They're going to be breaking that down along with Mark Drummeller. Mark Drummeller does great work over at Yahoo Sports. He's going to be joining in on the XFL chatter in hour number two. And in hour number three, we're going to be joined by Scott Reichel. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're talking about some tennis with him. I know that he's got some other ancillary plays that we're going to be taking a look at, a little bit of NBA. So we're going to be covering it all on the show tonight. But we've got to first things first, take a look at what is happening in the college basketball landscape. And something that I always find to be very intriguing is how to gauge revenge. Typically, because this is a show that is typically replayed, I don't like to give too many scores are happening right now. But this one is very warranted because this game is over. 
Gonzaga is currently up 66 to 27, just entering in a halftime against Loyola Marymount. You think that they were a little bit angry about the first time that they lost to Loyola Marymount. Now, every single one of these data points should be counted for one because Gonzaga, they're currently going, I think the most appropriate term is scorched earth on Loyola Marymount. I don't know if you could think of anything better, but I think scorched earth is pretty good because my goodness, it is currently a case in which they're shooting 70.5% from the floor. Loyola Marymount has made nine shots in this half, and you've got Julian Strother and Rashira Bolton who have made 13 field goals between the two of them thus far, and it's just absolutely insane. And I always do think that that is very interesting to take a look at, and that is always one of these situation-by-situation things that is so difficult because you get some teams that you think, oh man, they were a 10-point underdog, they lost by three, something of that nature, and you think, okay, they're probably, honestly, probably pretty satisfied about the way that the first game went. They probably would have liked to get the win, but you know what? They were there. Gonzaga, they lose on their home floor, first time in quite some time. They came out and they opened up a can of you-know-what on the Loyola Marymount, and we also saw that out in the Pac-12 as well. It was a little bit of a ways away ago, but you saw the Arizona Wildcats. They had lost to Utah in, I believe it was very early December. I think it was December 1st. As a matter of fact, they got revenge in a big, giant way, 88-62. to And that's always tricky as well because you get those games that they're conference games that they happen in late November, early December. It feels like dinosaurs were walking the earth the first time that these two teams met. You sort of figure, man, maybe because it was a little bit of a ways away ago, they don't have that top of mind. And you know what? Sometimes the first matchup, it just wasn't a good matchup. You do want to take a look at what happened the first time around. Like you guys may recall on the show yesterday, my DK and H pick was the over in this game between Arizona and Utah. And it turned out to be a little bit sweatier than it needed to be, but it was able to get there. But with regards to this situation, I just recall Arizona, a team that they're a top 55 team in terms of three-point shooting. They shoot it relatively solidly, taking a look at seeing, oh, in the first matchup, they went four of 28 from three-point range, and Utah, a very solid three-point shooting defense. You were sort of banking that, you know what, they're not going to go four of 28 from three-point range once again. This is a team that down low, as is Zula Sabellis, Umar Balo, they should be able to control things down low played out to a T and I think that that's a big thing to take a look at as well in terms of just the matchup itself in terms of the revenge that is trying to be had was it a case where you just had some big giant calamity in game number one where it's just like yeah that's not gonna happen again because like right now the Gonzaga versus Leo Marymount game if these two teams hook up once again in the West Coast Conference Tournament I think in taking a look back at this one you can sort of deduce Okay, Gonzaga probably not going to shoot 70% from the floor in the first half once again and be up by like 40 points at halftime. That's very fair to make the assessment on. And at the same time, you do have to wonder at some point as well, is this just a really bad matchup? Dive into the nitty gritty. I know that I had someone ask me in terms of home and road splits where to take a look at those. And those are something that you do want to be looking at as well because a team like for instance, a Utah has been significantly better with their offense at home rather than on the road. You get all these Big Ten teams, and I'm going to hit on this in a second, that are significantly better at home rather than on the road. And that is part of the handicap as well, making that transition, being like, okay, maybe because they were playing on the road the first time around, this time they're going to be at home. That's going to make a significant difference. Or conference tournaments are going to be starting up in less than two weeks for a lot of these mid-major conferences gauging, okay, is this team one that is relatively solid when it comes to just playing away from home, whether that be in a neutral court environment, whether that be a true road environment, or is it a case where this team does not hit the road so well when they get away from home, they're just at a big giant disadvantage. I always think that that's very important, and I just mentioned home and road splits. We always see them in the Big Ten. That happens once again on Thursday. By the way, if you're looking for a team that has been 
and you complete another juggernaut. If you're looking at team total overs, if you're looking at overs in general, Iowa, once again, just takes it out on Ohio State. And if you are a fan of Ohio State, I just apologize because this has been a poor effort from them. I'm going to apologize for the Ohio State fan, for the Ohio State players for you because I mean, that entire that entire university deserves should be giving out an apology at this point. They have now lost 12 out of their last 13 games. How does this happen? I mean, this was a team that was in the top 25 at the beginning of the year. They were looking relatively rock solid. There's having a bad run. There's flushing your season down the toilet bowl. This is like a fifth dimension beyond the toilet bowl. I mean, this is like going down beyond the core of the earth low. This is really bad as Iowa took it out on them 92 to 75. But I mean, for Iowa, they've gotten to at least 75 points in every one of their home games this year. It's been remarkable what we have seen. And if you take a look at the road games, it's the complete and utter opposite. Like their last road game against Minnesota, that was a 68 to 56 slobber knocker. They were held to 61 points when they played against Michigan State on the road. They were able to do a relatively solid job in some of their other games, but like they were held to 50 points in Nebraska. I mean, there are just some teams that they are so different home to road, and that always needs to be top of mind when it comes to handicapping. I do think part of it is you get some of these conferences that are very spread out, like with the Big Ten. When you travel from Minnesota to the great state of New Jersey, that's nearly a 1,000 miles that you're traveling. Meanwhile, we're going to notice in a conference like, for instance, the Metro Atlantic, the MAAC. You're not going to notice as much travel. Heck, some of these teams, they're taking the subway to be able to get to games. And I'm not even kidding when I say that. That's one where it's like, okay, you're feeling relatively fresh. And then there's just great home court environments. Like, I can say, being someone from the state of Wisconsin, all 14 home environments that you have in the Big Ten are good. Everything from Lincoln, Nebraska, to the Breslin Center, to Carver Hawkeye Arena, the Coles Center. You're able to go down the list. The rack has been a house of horrors for so many in the Big Ten. Like, every one of these fan bases come out and they support their teams. You sometimes are not going to find this sort of a home court advantage when it comes to insert your Sunbelt school here. I'm sorry if you're a fan of Sunbelt basketball. I don't want to be picking on any schools in particular, so we're going to keep it to the conference itself. But there are some schools that they don't necessarily get up for these games, and you saw that on full display as well with the Purdue versus Maryland game. Maryland got down a little bit early. I know there are some people that were a little bit critical of the officiating on social media. And by a little bit, I mean there were some people that were very, very angry at the officiating on social media. But and it is something that you do have to factor in with the Big Ten as well. We saw Indiana go on the road. They lost to Northwestern in that game as well. In a game where that late game, a little bit of a shove from Boo Booey. Honestly, to me, it didn't look too terrible. And taking a look back at it, I know that there were quite a few people that we're not so pleased about that, but it's typically called that is not going to be made when you're at home on the road. That's probably going to be called a little bit more as well. So there's so much to be able to dive into with regards to college basketball and a man that does a great job with it. A man that has joined me on this show and my Coast to Coast Hoops podcast so much is Justin Perry. He is going to be with me in the flesh. We're going to be taking a look at Friday's games and the overall landscape of college basketball next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN shows and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the year where experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's at vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And look who has decided to join me in studio. It is the one and only Justin Perry making the trek from the East Coast out here to lovely Las Vegas, a man that does a great job over at Shock Quality Bets and does a great job when it comes to the NFL when it's in season. I know that we're going to be talking some MLB with Justin as well. And great to have you in studio, my friend. Thank you. It is. Uh, it's quite the honor to be here, Greg. Definitely had to make the trip out to the awesome Circus Sportsbook behind us. It is just, it's honestly quite the trip. You know, having done the show for, you know, a couple months every week being here, getting to come out to the studio. Really excited, honestly, guys. So I'm, I'm hyped to talk a little shot quality per usual, a little college basketball, just cash and nice Arizona team total over with yes. uh, like four minutes left to go. So uh, we're here trying to, you know, make a little money in Vegas and uh, bring some good analysis while we're at it. Hey, my DK Nation write-up was on the over. So two minds think alike. Hey. We were able to get there. So that was nice. Got a little bit hairy there at the end. But you know what? The walk-ons got it through for us. Those are always a good feeling. And before we dive into just a little bit of the landscape of college basketball, what did bring you to Vegas here for this week? So I am in town celebrating my good friend Rotas's 30th birthday. So Very nice. we are out here. Shout out to Rotas. His birthday is actually next week. But one of the guys who actually first ever got me into like analyzing college basketball. So I think we all have a lot to thank him for right now. Uh, big 30th birthday. We're going to be out here celebrating, staying over at the Paris, probably posting up out here for a good portion of Saturday, but it's going to be a blast. Absolutely. I, I turned 30 in about five and a half weeks. Hey, so. There you go. That is going to be very interesting to say the least. I'm hoping to take home the VSIN college basketball invitational that they're doing here. So because I believe I win a cabana for a day for that. That would be a really good 30th birthday bash. Stay out have. and compete, you know? You never know. Absolutely. So we're going to hopefully be able to get there on that. And, Justin, we got to dive into what we're seeing right now in college basketball. As Purdue goes down here on Thursday. Yesterday it was Alabama that went down. It's just right now the cycle of life in college basketball. What do you make of so many t top teams going down? Because I know you guys over there at Jock Wally Bets, you do have a few teams that are towards the top, but this year, unlike so many others, even you guys over there, you don't have a really top team, and it just feels like it's a revolving door around all these teams that are trying to be able to elevate, but just can't stay clean with regards to not taking a bad loss. Yeah, you know, it's definitely not easy, Greg. And I think that there has been a little bit of Purdue love over at Shot Quality for a while. But, of course, sitting here today, they took a pretty bad loss, pretty disgusting run against with that Maryland just domination for about five, ten minutes there in the second half. It is definitely hard to find that separation. And I think what we're seeing this year, honestly, is that it is just difficult 
to play on the road in conference. And, and Maryland showed up tonight. Xfinity was rocking, as everyone expected. The line was steamed. You could have ch chased it all the way home for an easy win. But I think what we're really seeing is that teams are going to struggle uh, a little bit more when not playing on familiar territory. But I don't try to read into much into like a Purdue losing in an environment like that. I think that, you know, if we had neutral court, it was a little bit different. You get a little bit of a, a probably a more fair fight. Uh, so, you know, I'm not like jumping to any conclusions. I know like shot quality has teams like Houston outside the top 10. Purdue's probably still going to be our number one after today. Kansas, a top five team. UCLA, a top 10 team as well for us. So a lot of options, a lot of good contenders. I think you just need to sort of zone in on finding the best odds for the long term. If you're playing tournament futures, if you're playing like conference championship futures, you just want to find inefficiencies, take your tickets, and uh, hope the side you chose is the lottery winner, kind of, because <laughs> we've seen it, right? I mean, you could talk about North Carolina last year maybe just getting lucky on their way to a championship. No one could hit a shot for a few games, and sometimes that's what it takes is really a little bit of luck mixed with the right matchups and scenarios. And you go into a big reason why I'm not too much of a futures player because I'm always a believer in matchups make fights, and I believe that the draw in the NCAA tournament it's the most impactful of any futures market out there because in terms of like Major League Baseball, you typically know some of the teams that a, another team is going to be facing with regards to the road to the World Series. When it comes to the NFL playoffs, you know relatively the teams that they're going to be playing in the playoffs. Meanwhile, in the NCAA tournament, you have 68 teams that are able to make it. It's much more difficult to identify that. And one bad matchup can really cost a team. And you just mentioned it with North Carolina. Being able to get a team like St. Peter's in the Elite Eight is something that nobody saw coming. And that provides a lot of value for you. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And I think what we maybe want to look into as we start to pick and choose teams and, and maybe lose a little bit of our market edge because we're three weeks from Selection Sunday, which is crazy to say. Boy. Uh, I know, right? But guard play. Guard play is what I'm going to talk to you about. You mentioned St. Peter's. We saw what happened last year. They were able to scheme for a bigger Purdue. They were able to scheme against some of these teams that play down low, use the post up to like bully their way to easy buckets. Sometimes that doesn't work out so well. And you'll hear all the analysts out there talk to you about uh, talk to you about guard play. I got the bright lights, guys. I'm so <laughs> I'm, I'm new out here. So give me a little slack today. Not in the comfort of my own home, but. You know, I think that when you have like exceptional guard play, you limit the other team's key shot makers in terms of opening up passing lanes, in terms of limiting three-point shooters. It's just really important to not only get those looks on offense, but then on defense, stop the opponent's best scorers from getting it done. I do think that that is so important to take a look at because I do sort of notice that a lot of these teams that are able to win in March, it's not exclusive because sometimes you are going to see some exceptions to the rule but I do notice that most of these teams they do have a few veterans on there they do have a little bit more guard play in this day and age you're not going to find too many teams that are completely made of one and dones, much like we saw with Kentucky back when Anthony Davis was there but I do think that it is really important to take a look at these teams that have sort of been not necessarily peaking in March but at the same time they didn't go out very early in their conference tournament as well because I don't know how you gauge it, but a lot of these teams that they actually win their conference tournament, they don't necessarily do great, but at the same time, the teams that bow out in round number one don't necessarily either. So maybe taking a look at a team that they maybe won like a game or two, so they didn't completely just flame out, but at the same time, they didn't have to play the entirety of it, so they also got some rest. That, those are typically teams that are right in my sweet spot. I agree. I agree. I think we saw it last year, like coming out of tournaments that maybe get a little contested, like the Big Ten where, you know, I mean, I, I have my own qualms about the Big Ten, but it's it's one of those conferences where we've seen teams fizzle out in the tournament for quite some time at oh, this yeah. point, right? So when a team goes hard in the Big Ten tournament, like wins that championship, it can be very tough for them to make it to that second weekend. I think Iowa last year was one of the teams that had a little bit of trouble. And then lost to Richmond. Right, exactly. And Richmond had uh, some really great guard played in, in Gilliard, right, who was able yep. to just shut down some of the best playmakers on that team that's exactly the type of thing you're going to be looking for is a team that maybe plays 
four or five games at the end of February, start of March, and then has to, what, go travel to a new city, maybe come up to, like, what, we're in Albany this year. I might go to that yes. one. It's going to be tough. There's going to be some really rough travel spots, West Coast teams coming out east, East Coast teams traveling out west after these long battles and tournaments, maybe to try to make an appearance at all in the Big Dance. So you definitely got to factor in some of that that rest, some of that, I guess, peaking at the right time magic where – you know, maybe you have your struggles in, in mid-February and like the lulls and the boring part of the season and then come on strong in March and maybe just get a little unlucky. Maybe someone hits a buzzer beater against you in the conference tournament and you get the extra week to rest before you go to, into March Madness. And that can be the difference of, of a one or two point game. And how much do you stick into some of these teams that they have been prone to some early upsets and teams that otherwise are on the complete opposite? Teams that they make a run like, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament this year, but Syracuse just time and time again, all they would do would make the NCAA tournament and every single time they'd be a double digit seed. Oh, there they are in the second week. How much stock do you stick into that? Uh, I mean, you know, I didn't buy my teams, so, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see. But I think, you know, teams like, like, I guess what you would call blue bloods can have like a really interesting effect because they've been there. They usually keep players in their programs. We've seen time and time again that it takes a lot of experience. So when you have guys that stay in those programs, that come for the coaching, that come for, I guess, what you get out of going to a basketball school like Cuse, like Kentucky, like Duke, it doesn't really – it matters, of course. But there's so much to be said for that experience that can be passed on through the program, through the coaching that creates dangerous teams late in the tournament. You definitely need that experience. You can't just – walk in with a bunch of freshmen and it's probably why I won't have a team like Alabama going all the way, even though everyone loves them. It's just, they, they're a little too hot. They're a little too young. They could easily fizzle out in the second. Week. And they very much do rely upon the three point shot as well. But a man that just relies upon great wits is Justin Perry. And coming in next, we're going to take a look at some games from Friday with him right here on the great Peterson experience on beats and the sports Bay network. Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zinnicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for. But Zinnicotine Pouches, they might surprise you because Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store that is nearest you at Zen.com. That's ZYN.com today. And a warning that this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Being rejoined by Justin Perry here at the desk. He does great work over at Shot Quality Bets. And Justin, you were commenting to me off air about what in the world is happening with Gonzaga. 77 points in the first 24 minutes. And what do you make out of results like this? Like, I mean, I think that it's very fair to say that this is about as warm as we're going to find any team in all of college basketball. Gonzaga has taken just the search and destroy sort of method tonight, and they have certainly destroyed Loyola Marymount into a little bit of a bloody pulp at this point. But what do you make out of games like this where we see one team just have a demonstratively good performance and you've got other teams like Loyola Marymount that have about as bad of a game as you could possibly imagine? I mean, I, I mean, live spreads 39 and a half. And live totals 182. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, mean, I think this thing closed at like 155, and I actually had a play on the over tonight, so I'm not really too upset. But look, I, I think we all know that Gonzaga has this potential, especially in conference, to just dominate some of their opponents. Now, I don't know if they're going to win the game by 40. It could be 50. It could be 30 at this point. There's a lot of variance in games like this. If you're, of course, maybe trying to get a bet in live at the great Circus Sportsbook behind me, like I might be itching to do. But I think what you really want to try to get out of a game like this is looking for what actually happened rather than just, I guess, depending on the box score. And, and that's a really good segue, obviously, into SQ and what we do over with our shot quality metrics of trying to understand really what happened, uh, what led to a score. Was it an incredible three-point shooting performance? Is it just way more possessions? Is it dominating the turnover battles, the rebound battles? 
were is loyal marymount even getting up good shots i i haven't really looked at the charts yet but i would imagine that they might have value coming out of this for their next game they just got clobbered people are going to think that they did terribly and they, they're doing terribly yeah but at the other end, the the likelihood is that they aren't playing competition like Gonzaga all the time. This Gonzaga team is in their fine-tuning stages, of course, trying to make uh, a final run to glory with Drew Timmy. Probably, I mean, maybe the end of that, that like, legendary run here that they've had. Of course, a pretty terrible loss to Baylor after that perfect season. But they, they're still dangerous, and I think they're out here to show it. I'm sure their odds for the tournament are going to drop a little tonight, but I don't know. I'm not overreacting. I think that's the biggest thing you can do in college basketball is that there's only one, it's only one game. Like there's, there are 360 teams, 20 plus games, 30 plus games for each team. You have to take each one as the grain of salt for sure. And try not to just jump to a conclusion for the next one. Like, Oh, Gonzaga's just going to blow everyone out by 40. Probably not. But yeah, you want to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. I think. And I think that that's so important to do. And that's sort of the approach I'm going to be taking with this game. Now, we have seen a few more losses from this team recently rather than just the one ugly one on Tuesday. But New Mexico versus San Jose State is a game that I think is a very fascinating because San Jose State opened up on a pick em line. Now they're between a one and one and a half point favorite, totaling between 144 and a half and 145. If you were to ask me, I think that Jalen House is going to be out, but that certainly is of note in this game. But how do you view a team like New Mexico and a team that for the beginning part of the season was rock solid? As a matter of fact, they were the last undefeated team yeah. in all of college basketball. And now, well, four straight losses. The ugly loss, Wyoming, who's got seven scholarship players right now. That certainly has you pretty much at a low point right now on New Mexico stock. Yeah, this is, a, this is a pretty interesting one for me, honestly, Greg. I think San Jose has been playing a lot of tough ball, and you're seeing it reflected in this line. I mean, you told me, what, four weeks ago that New Mexico was going to be the underdog against San Jose State. I wouldn't care where the game was played. I'd be, be very confused. Uh, and, and we talked about it in the first segment, right? Teams that are kind of peaking a little bit too early. Uh, I think New Mexico was very clearly one of them, had a lot of hype around them, everyone really excited but this, you're seeing it on the screen, San Jose's defense, 66 points allowed per game is just something that's going to carry. And I think you can probably rely on that. We've seen a lot of overs for New Mexico, but I would imagine the real shot that San Jose has in this one is to slow it down. So if you're looking for a potential play here, I would not be shocked to see New Mexico maybe stay under that point total that they've been able to reach on average throughout the season. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would guess that the 80 points has come down since the first few months, they were probably putting up much more. San Jose is going to be looking to slow this one down. I don't, I don't hate the under for a game like this. It's going to be a pretty tough battle. 145 seems a little high. Would not be shocked to see this one come in around 138, 139. Hey, I'm on the under in this game, so I am right there with you. And how much do you gauge tempo in terms of your handicapping? Because I do think that it is so important in terms of totals as well now. You're going to get some outliers like there, like a team that I'm sure that you've looked at, Stetson, is just insane. They're one of the slowest teams in all of college basketball. They're tremendous with their offense, and boy, are they poor with their defense. So you do get some teams like that where it's like, you know, the tempo doesn't necessarily match up with the final scores, but I do think that that is so important when it comes to gauging totals because even a team with really bad offense, if you're just getting 80 possessions in a game, you know what? You're bound to trip and fall into some points. Meanwhile, a team like, for instance, North Texas, who has been cashing some overs recently, it's just when you get those totals below 115, yeah, you're going to be able to get those overs, but anything of more of a normal total when it comes to a team like North Texas, it's a little bit harder to get there. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's definitely tough to gauge possessions, and I think it's something that a lot of some of the best handicappers in the business attempt to do, right? It's a, it's a little bit easier to try to figure out how many shots are going to go up in the game than it is who's actually going to hit them. Yeah. I think it, it goes right into a little bit of the shot quality ethos of not trying to, like, predict anything, like, too seriously, but more taking a little bit of a step back and saying this is what each offense is going to produce, this is what each defense is going to allow. Uh, specifically, when I look into totals, which I have actually been doing a lot more, I find them to be pretty uh, efficient in terms of uh, market, I guess, edges now compared to spreads, which has just gotten so sharp. Uh, but for totals, I really like to look at 
the amounts of threes taken, how often defenses force teams into mid-range. Of course, the most valuable shots in basketball being shots at the rim, shots behind the arc, uh, rim and three, baby. Uh, but you know what you want to do is really try to understand who's going to be producing valuable looks, what defenses are going to be limiting valuable looks, and then sort of going from there in terms of play style. Our team's going to try to run up scores. How do they normally win? Do teams win by slowing it down? Do teams win by speeding it up? And then you sort of start to understand the way that the coaching is maybe going to move, and that can help you really figure out where you should be you know, getting a small or a big edge on totals. And I think that that's so good that you point that out as well because you want to be avoiding these scenes that they take the mid-range shots. I mean, Kobe Bryant was very successful with the mid-range shots, but yeah. you know what? That's an exception. That's not necessarily the norm as well. And I do think that... You've got a lot of teams that are so fascinating in the way that they do play as well because I know that a conference that is very near dear to your heart is the Metro Atlantic. And Fridays are always big in terms of Metro Atlantic and the team that is the highest power-ranked team in the Metro Atlantic. Not necessarily the team at the top of the standings because that's honestly been a moniker that has been held by Siena for a little bit of this year. But that would be Iona. How do you view a team like an Iona that is going to be a 17 to a 17 and a half point favorite in this game against the Manhattan squad that I've seen them quite a bit. They are a team that they settle for some bad shots. They are a team that they're able to sink them, but they're a very frustrating team to watch because they make so many mental mistakes. Yeah, I'm not going near the spread on that one. If I had to, I'm probably going to go ahead and lay it with Iona. It's a scary number, but I think sometimes these numbers just like you can't get much scarier or else people just start <laughs> going the other way. So this is like right at that point where you're probably getting a decent enough value on Iona. But I really like that 140 and a half that we're seeing on the screen right now. I got this one going over by about five points, which is right around what I look for in my sweet spot. Uh, you know, this one, I think what we see out of the Jasper is that they do hoist up a bunch of shots, and they're going to have no other choice. And Iona's not going to be shy to take those long rebounds and sprint down the court and put in some easy junk, easy dunks with players like Nelly Jr. Joseph, uh, Jean-Louis Baptiste, like some of these guys. Jean-Louis Baptiste, what am I doing out here? <laughs> I'm, I'm having a tough Fair time. Like, thank you. Thank you. I don't even know what's going on tonight, guys. But... I like that, and I really do like Sienna. I think that's actually a good play against the spread, too. Yep, I'm right there with you. I do like this total over as well because with Iona, I do recognize that they're a top 30 team in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, but it's something that you were talking about a little bit earlier. These are two of the more up-tempo teams in terms of the Metro Atlantic, and something that I've noticed as well is that their total possessions per game have been warped a little bit by the fact that they're playing against teams like Niagara, Fairfield, Maris, these are the slowest of the slow teams in all of college basketball. I do think that that is very important to take in mind. And I think that's something that we've got to talk to you about on the other side, because there are some conferences that they sort of have their own flow, their strengths and their weaknesses, and how to utilize that in your handicapping. We'll be talking about that with Justin Perry of Shot Quality Bets next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, the football season has ended and has wound down, so Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your place to be for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it's a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being joined at the desk by Justin Perry, who does amazing work over at Shock Quality Bets. And Justin, here's a question that I've got for you because... I know that we're going to be taking a look at the Metro Atlantic here in this segment, and we've got different conferences that it just feels like they've got sort of their own feel to it. Like in the SEC, nobody can make threes to save their lives. In the Metro Atlantic, I rattled it off. You've got teams that play quite a bit more slowly, like Niagara, like Maris, list goes on and on. How much do you take that into account? Because we'll notice a team like, for instance, Iona, who we were talking about earlier, they were a team that they were a top 100 team in terms of total possessions per game out of conference. In conference, that has slowed down merely because of the teams that they have been playing against. How do you sort of factor that into your model? It's a little tough. It's definitely a little tough. And I think luckily for how the regression models work, they, they do kind of adhere to it themselves, right? So when, when teams play slow, the models come back and they slow things down a little bit for us. So thank you, math. Um, (laughs) but you know, I think what you really want to do if you're not maybe using like mostly formulas and calculations the way that some people out there do, um, you know, I think what you want to do is really just watch these games, right? You want to learn, okay, how do teams handle those types of adversities? Are they the types that are going to like slow it down and try to churn out every last second of the shot clock to get a good look to their star player, the way a team like Maris does or are they going to be able to have shot creators on the perimeter who, you know, multiple options and they can space the floor and look for a three when they're losing and reliably get it? Like, I mean, not that Iona is often losing, but like a team like Quinnipiac, who I guess has been shooting a lot recently. Um, but I think, you know, what ends up really happening for me is just trying to understand like the team by team tendencies. I don't necessarily look too deep and saying, okay, uh, MAAC games are all going under. I think it's a little bit less cut and dry than that. And, and there are going to be, obviously, some teams that just don't score too much that play games in the 60s versus teams that are happy to play games in the 80s or just don't have the shot making to get there. I think over time, we really just have to learn which teams are going to perform in certain ways. And we're right in that time of the, the year where we kind of know, right? We know the identities of these teams. And the most profitable handicappers get to those conclusions faster. So it's about really figuring out what you're truly seeing versus maybe what a scoreboard might look like. And here's a question to that as well, because with a lot of these teams, you are able to hone in on them. And then there are some teams that they just do a complete 180 during the season. And I'm talking about Grand Canyon. They are going to be playing host to Abilene Christian. And for Grand Canyon, it's not that they're playing bad basketball, but you and I both know this Grand Canyon team ever since Bryce Drew took over, They've been very much a defense-oriented team. They play relatively slowly. They're still playing relatively slowly, but they're all of a sudden becoming this offensive juggernaut with Rayshon Harrison putting up 20-plus points every single night 
and they don't give a rip on defense at this point. No. What have you been making out of a team like a Grand Canyon, and how do you evaluate them against Abilene Christian? Because these are the strange outlier cases I think are very difficult to gauge. Yeah, they are. And and again, I think one of the biggest complexities, obviously, with the game we play is that you're not just, I guess, trying to guess correctly on what's going to happen in a game. You're trying to bet against what the book is going to say, right? So you already have so much of this observational data, efficiency data essentially cooked in. We all know how the lines are set around here. They come from efficiency models. So what you really want to do is try to play the game against the efficiency models, try to understand, all right, here's how, you know, the the game score models are going to be seeing the last 5, 10, 15 games. And here's what, you know, I as a handicapper, I as a sports fan have actually been seeing. And, oh, okay, so a team like Grand Canyon is firing everything up, but maybe they're shooting 45% from three the last four or five games. Are you really going to go in there and, and play a team that has been shooting that hot when you're essentially getting charged to have that type of play occur again and again, when more likely than not, they're going to regress back to season averages, D1 averages, and player averages, more importantly, of course. But I think, again, we just want to try to find value spots, whether that's live, whether that's in season, where teams essentially go on runs, outperform, underperform, and sort of maybe lean the other way against what people are seeing. That's that's usually the most profitable way profitable way to go against uh, what we're seeing in markets is kind of just to zig when people zag. Yeah, but I do think that that is so important as well, looking for buy low, sell high spots as well. Sort of a different way of saying that, but very much a similar way of going about it. And I know that this is a game that you were talking to me a little bit about off air and you're very fascinated by it. You were mentioning it a little bit earlier, the the Quinnipiac versus Sienna game. As a matter of fact, our guy that does all the podcasts for this show in Sean, he's a graduate of Quinnipiac. So there There we go. go. Shout out to the Bobcats. I own a Quinnipiac jersey as a result. So got to give some love there. An ode to the Robinson brothers from many years ago for Quinnipiac. But that said, right now we've got Sienna's between a three and three and a half point favor with a total between 140 and 140 and a half. What do you make out of this game? Because it's a pretty big one out there in the Metro Atlantic. And it's one where... If you take a look at the raw possessions, it's a Sienna team that is going to be looking to get their tempo. Meanwhile, Quinnipiac, they're a team that they're looking to push it a bit more. Yeah, definitely. And I think that this is a really interesting matchup because of that discrepancy. I have watched a good amount of Sienna basketball game, have a couple of friends, colleagues, all who uh, were past Saints. So, Sean... Sorry, bud. Uh, we're going to be going with the minus three. We're laying it with Sienna. Uh, at least I am. I don't know. The royal we. But I do think this is a very, very interesting spot for this Saints team to only be laying a bucket. Um, I think it's mo- on the move already now. I do like it at four still if it gets there. I think what we're looking at is a Sienna team that has very little choice but to keep pace in the MAAC right now, there are some really solid teams. Sienna has dropped some big games. Injuries have plagued them this season, but their best players are back. They are playing at home where they have dominated in the MAC historically. I, I really like this one. I really feel that the Saints are just going to show up, play very, very well behind some of their key players who are just honestly some of the most reliable players in this conference that aren't on Iona. So you have to give that caveat here because um, they do have the best players in the conference. But I, I do think this is going to be a really, really tight contested game, probably for like the first 30 minutes. But when it comes down to it, Sienna's going to be able to pull away. You got foul shots in a game like this because Quinnipiac can't lay down and lose. They're going to foul until there's like 15 seconds left. So, you know, whether you're whichever side you're taking, I probably expect this one to be settled by more than three points. And with both of these teams, no love lost between the two oh, of yeah. them is oh, yeah. going to be an incredible game. And Justin, you gave us the pro tip for our number one, visa.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these all by show and by sport. You want to be taking a look at the shots that these teams are actually taking. Avoid the teams that are taking these terrible mid-range jumpers. Looking at you, Manhattan. And you want to be looking at these teams that they focus on getting open threes and are able to get the ball closer to the basket, like Sienna has been able to do a relatively solid job of. So I think that that is very valuable as well. And then I want to get you out on this one because 
it, we've been seeing a shift with this team. Loyal Chicago, they're going to be playing against Dayton, and Dayton is right now a seven to seven half point favorite. What do you make out of a team like Loyal Chicago that got a bad year for them, oh, but yeah. they come in having covered five out of the last eight games and playing a little bit better? It's been a lot better in the conference. I'll yeah. say that. Uh, they have been playing a lot better in conference. The Flyers, of course, one of these teams that has just been flying, honestly. I like the A-10. It's a fun one this year, very tightly contested. I think that leads to spreads like this being just a little bit too big. Dayton is not coming in here looking for an eight-point win. They're looking for a win, Greg. Just a win. They don't care how it comes. Last game went to overtime between right. these two. Yeah, exactly. So I think that taking the points here is is pretty solid. I mean, you might see how Loyola Chicago has played in the last like four or five weeks prior to this sort of winning stretch and be like, oh, maybe this is uh, too small. I want to lay it with the Flyers. But you have to start to take these conference situations into consideration, especially with what teams are looking to do on the floor. And that's win games, guys. It's such a big part of college basketball. When you lay it with any team in any sport, not even college hoops, man, you are just separating yourself from the goal of the team you are betting on. The teams go and play to win, not to cover. And if you think they're out there to cover, maybe, maybe not. But, you know, I, I really like taking the points in these where I feel like the favorite needs a big victory rather than maybe just a big margin of victory. Absolutely. And we always win whenever we get you on the show, my friend, Justin. You do amazing work over there at Chalk Quality Bets. It was great to have you hey, in the studio. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. That was tremendous to get Justin Perry in studio. And coming up next, you're getting my DK Nation pick for this College Basketball Friday right here on the Great Peterson Experience. I'm Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.